Hard Parking brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Jay Finning. That's right. Just as the title suggests, you can win a free car. Actually, the car is going to cost you $25 minimum, but you can get a brand new Toyota. Find out why coming up as we're joined by Jane D'Amelio. We're also joined by Mimi Ratter Die. She has another anti-donut donut meet coming up. Her fifth one plus Porsche with a big announcement. All that and more after this word from Four Wheel Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. The truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at Four Wheel Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's Four Wheel Online, the number four wheel online. I want you guys to listen to something really quick. You guys hear that? You hear that little noise at the end of that inhale? It's actually been a lot worse lately. So if you guys have been following me, I've been sick. I've been sick ever since I got back from Florida. And I've been working some crazy hours, which doesn't help. First trip to the urgent care. You know, when I say, I think I have strep or something, my throat hurts really bad and I'm coughing up the thick stuff. The thick gray stuff, usually a sign that you have a bacterial infection, not necessarily a viral infection because viral, you're kind of screwed. Bacterial, they have these things called antibiotics. So they give me amoxicillin. I'm taking that. I'm starting to feel good. Bo Jones comes over. He's in studio. We record just before we go to the rap sesh event. My throat starts to hurt. He didn't get sick, thank God. But that Saturday, I start feeling sick again. My wife says she's sick. Everybody's sick. My mother-in-law gets pneumonia. My grandson, ear infection, pneumonia. I'm in bad shape. I go back to urgent care. This time I got bronchitis. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Some of you suffer from acute bronchitis. I've, I don't I don't have it. I don't get it very often. Bronchitis. Take my meds. Not getting better. Go back to urgent care the third time. Third time I get a pack. I finally get codeine to control this cough that's been killing me. I don't know if it's walking pneumonia. I only got a chest x-ray the second time. Third time, no x-ray, interestingly enough. Not COVID. Took a million tests. Also had to take a, a test at urgent care. But here's the thing. And this is the thing with urgent care. Like, I don't have a primary care physician. I used to. He's no longer with the practice. I no longer carry that insurance. And I just have not got around to getting a new doctor. I should. Under my wife's coverage, we're under a different program. Those hospitals, those clinics are all around us, whereas before I used to have to drive to the other side when I worked for Maricopa Integrated Health System, now Valley-wise. And it's just, you don't find the time. It's just so easy to go to urgent care. I have an urgent care right on the corner, like literally down the corner. Once I get in my car and I leave the neighborhood, I turn, and less than a quarter mile away, about an eighth of a mile away is the urgent care. Plus, right now, my daughter says every time she tries to make an appointment with her doctor, they're booking like six weeks out. Hello, urgent care. 
But the thing with urgent care is, I don't know if these are beginner doctors, like former residents, like they just finished their residency and got assigned to an urgent care. I'm not quite sure. But they're kind of play this guessing game with you because you're not their normal patient had they have, if they had a normal patient, like if they had a practice that wasn't in urgent care. And so what happens is you sit down and they start telling you all these things that are probably wrong with you when you know it's not what's wrong with you. And I'm a really patient person, but this third time, this, this poor guy, he's the first, the first couple of times I got the same guy. This third time I got a different dude, probably old enough to be his father. And so he starts saying, you know, do you have allergies? Do you suffer? No, I don't have allergies. 46 years old, man. I know what I have and I don't have. Oh, okay. Do you have uh, acid reflex or GERD? You know, people start suffering. No, I don't have that. I don't have it. Third week here, I don't have it. I appreciate what you're trying to do. Just give me my medicine and I'll be on my way. Do you have valley fever? How long have you lived here? For those of you who don't know, valley fever is a very Arizona thing. It's says. You get it. Like if your pets get it, it's like a death sentence. If they're a smaller animal, I was terrified of Izzy getting it when we first moved here. Been here eight years, going on nine. But there's this, this fungus that's in the soil. And you can suck that fungus up. And then you're in a bad place. Valley fever. No, I don't have valley fever. I started getting sick a month ago when I got back from Florida. First symptoms, my last day in Florida. Oh, okay. Well, you know, if this doesn't clear up, maybe we should give you some blood work. Mind you, no x-ray. I got an x-ray on the second trip, not the third. And I went to urgent care because Rebecca, Rebecca, Wes Tankersley, and my wife were all saying, you better figure this shit out, dude, because you're not, you know, getting better. Also made it difficult to I, I mean, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. It makes it difficult to record these podcast sessions. When I had Mamba Smith on, I was hacking up and coughing up lungs in the background, and I had to edit most of that shit out. I think I cleared my throat once, and it's okay to clear your throat. So it's okay for me to slide one in. In fact, this is the longest amount of time I've been able to talk consecutively on my second day of meds now, on my third trip, that I've been able to do in the last month. So maybe it's working. But it's like I know what I have and I don't have. No, I don't have valley fever. No, I don't suffer from acid reflux. No, these aren't allergies. No. So finally this time I get this Z-Pack and I get the codeine to help me at night. I forgot how nasty that shit tastes too, by the way. And I get it. You have to basically pound them before they give you codeine because, you know, it's not something they give away like they used to anymore. It's an opioid. It's, it's very dangerous. Tastes like shit. Comes with a really weird, you know, when you get your normal cough syrup, any medicine, whether it's expectorant, which I realize expectorant is actually designed to keep you awake. And I had prednisone too. And ceftonin, is it ceftonin? Something for bronchitis. I got bronchitis. On top of the amoxicillin, but prednisone keeps you awake. So I'm taking this shit with dinner. No wonder I can't fucking sleep at night. And I'm shitting all over this NyQuil because I said, you know what? NyQuil changed your formula. It doesn't taste the same. It's more watery. It doesn't fucking work. Well, it didn't work because I took prednisone. And if it wasn't prednisone, it was this mucinex, which is also an expectorant, which is also designed to keep you awake. So once I figured out that puzzle, I could sleep a little better. But I'm still draining in my lungs. I'm still 
constantly coughing stuff up, but it's not the nasty gray stuff. It's just like this weird custard. I hope I just made you sick. It's this weird custardy shit. But I think I'm getting better. See, I almost coughed right there. So I'm getting better. But I went outside early and I started tearing up the yard. Started getting dizzy a little bit. Need more rest. Need more medicine. Bring on the medicine, man. Stole my mother-in-law's, what is this? Uh, Flonase, which I guess you can get over the counter. And it's the same strength as the prescription stuff. Flonase. I don't like shooting shit up my nose. I have this thing. That's why I don't do the the nasal rinse, the saline rinse, you know? They come in that big, rude kit, and people just squirt that shit up their nose, and it flows. I just, I feel like I'm going to drown. I know it's dumb. I just feel like I'm going to drown. And by the way, I still can't see shit. I have a checkup in May. They said I'm kind of right along the proper range, but I was already kind of a little older than I should have been when I got the LASIK to begin with. Maybe it's getting a little better. I don't know. But it's kind of one of those things, like when I'm driving, if I can't read the license plate of the vehicle in front of me, I probably can safely say I can't see shit. That's my, that's my unit measurement. Also, as a project update, we're still dealing with this. We're turning a, a half bath downstairs into a full bath. And we added an exterior door, so now you can come into the house from the side. Which, I was kind of fighting that idea. I thought it was kind of dumb. But... It's going to work and it's going to look good and it's going to be functional. It's really designed because now we, now we have a full bath downstairs and people that leave the swimming pool, they'd like to come in the, the main door and just track water across the floor into the restroom. Whereas now they can just kind of go up the side of the house and, come in, and go in and out. So I get it. But we've had some problems because what happened was once they started doing construction on the floor, we had to reroute some of the plumbing because it's like, okay, we'll take the, the toilet and the sink and rotate it over here, add the shower over here, move this over here, move this over there. And we ended up hitting a post-tension cable. So we're on a post-tension slab. And what that is, if you don't know, typically slabs are poured with rebar, which are those metal rods that look like metal twizzlers, but you don't want to eat them, or post-tension cables, which are super tightly wound metal ropes and they're dropped in a grid and those kind of keep the tension of the house and everything. And so when the concrete cures and all that, da, 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 I'm not an engineer. Okay. Anyway. So what happens is if you are on a post tension foundation, then they need to stamp the slab somewhere, usually in the garage. Our garage has epoxy from the previous owners. I see a little area where it might be, but I don't know. So we weren't quite sure. We had some some major reconstruction done in the kitchen a few years ago. The guy kind of dug into the. You guys hear that? Listen. Oh, shit. The guy dug into the floor and he didn't hit anything. So we weren't quite sure, but we weren't entirely sure. And so the construction people fast forward to right now, they're digging in the slab and they hit the cable. And so that's been this big, he said, she said, finger pointing Spider-Man meme. But at the end of the day, everybody needs to figure it out and we need to get our shit done. So we're still dealing with that. A lot of finger pointing. And my wife, man, I wouldn't want to piss her off, man. She's hardcore. I listened to her. I was like, she was in the garage yelling at the project manager, sort of. And I was listening. 
on our little Google Nest camera. And I was like, fuck, man, my wife's a bitch. She can be a bitch sometimes. So the next time, she, I overheard her going off on him. And so when she got done with the conversation, I kind of asked her about it a little bit. Because I'm usually pretty cool about this stuff. Like, I don't lose my head. It, it takes a while. And once I get, I go from from zero to 90 really slow. But 90 to 100, man, like, I will go, I will just go off. When I'm just fed up, I will just lose my shit. And I'm not yelling and screaming, but I will talk like in a way where you you will shrink or you will want to pull out a gun and kill me. But I talked to her. I go, did you just tell him that this, then, that? She goes, well, yeah. And I go, well, why did you say that? Well, because this, this, this. I go, yeah, but you don't know that. And I started like laying everything out. And I said, now, they wouldn't know that, would they? Well, no. I said, then why would you say that? Well, you need to talk to him next time. I said, okay. I'll be with you. So the next time she talked to him, she was like, she wanted me there. So to kind of keep her, I don't know. It's not like I was going to like interrupt her in front of him, but I don't know. Maybe she was looking for that look. Like you give someone that look, that sign, like, Hey, fucking chill, man. Because I asked her, I go, look, are you willing to stop this entire project over a few hundred dollars on who's going to pay for this damage? Even if it costs $1,200, are you going to stop this $50,000 project or however much it was is over that. No. I said, okay, then we'll figure it out and we'll get it done. Whether we pay for it now and we have them figure it out in the end because we've only paid for half of it or we end up having to swallow it and they don't want to do it and we just don't use them again. We have to get this done. She goes, let me get this straight. So you're willing to do whatever it takes and pay for it and you don't care if they're, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this isn't going to stop us from finishing. Right? She goes, right. I said, okay then we have to do it and we'll figure it out later. Let's just get this done. It's already running behind. Let's just figure this shit out, get it fixed and move forward. Okay. Okay. So we're still working on figuring this shit out because the post tension people came out and they're like, "Uh, the construction people said the thing was here. And we said, yes. And they go, huh? I've been doing this for 40 years. They're wrong. I don't know if I'd use them again. Your cable actually comes over here. And pointed like eight feet away. We bring the people out. They drill. Guess what? Cable is not there. Where's the cable? It's right where the first place was. So then we have to bring people out again. Guy's name is Jimmy. I said, why don't you call Jimmy and tell Jimmy to get his ass out here and find that cable? Because we had the contractors dig this shit up and it's not there. Well, that's what I was afraid of. It wasn't going to be there. I go, yeah, but if it's not there, it's not the contractor's fault. It's not there. Is it? No, it isn't. I said, right. So let's let them do their shit and then we'll get the post tension people out here and they need to find that cable. Yeah. Jay taking over. Coming up. Mimi. Joining us on the Cell Shop Hotline. I know her as Mimi. The people know her as Rat or Die. She is Rat or Die. Mimi, welcome. Welcome back. What do we got going? So much, Jay. So much. So as you know... The fifth rat or die anti-donut donut meat is coming up April 9th. The story behind it, I've spoken to the last time I was on your podcast. Yep. Bring awareness to the fact that, um, you know, there's a whole other side of the automotive scene that is, you know, well-behaved. And we love giving back to the community. And this is our passion. We spend a lot of money and time invested in building our 
dream vehicles and we just want to get together with our friends and you know sometimes we do dinner together sometimes we do big car shows together um cruises drives you name it but uh you know then there's the other side of the community that you know and i'm sure they're just as passionate about it right it, which is street racing and takeovers and you know their their argument is you know this is our lifestyle and this is what being a auto enthusiast means to us but the downside to that is you have the media pretty much categorizing us all together and the police categorizing us all together making us all look like we're in it for you know all all that reason which is not true so um you know not too long ago i was doing an event and it was a charity event for uh the 100 club which is a group that kind of helps fund families of police officers who have either you know been lost in the line of you know duty or if they're recovering from something that's happened and ironically at that event i just so happened to sell my subaru right walk into this event with the car that i have now to this day which everyone kind of i think knows me more for for now which is kind of nice a little v-dub and i was at this event i'm on the mic i'm doing a what do you call it um a raffle i guess we were raising money yeah we're not even we're not even an hour maybe two hours into this event and this kid comes in you know he backs in his top down his bmw and he just slams right in to the back of my car and i mean slams into it pushes it about two feet forward of course they had the you know car was in gear and everything everyone heard it everyone saw it i'm on the mic i kind of laughed because I, I i was losing my marbles after selling my dream subaru you know jay i wanted that car for a long time built it up to where it was and yeah. I had to sell it due to unforeseen circumstances. And I had just spent probably a good six, seven hours at the dealership before this event, bawling my eyes out all day. And I show up at this event just like, you know, smack a smile on your face. Nobody's going to know what you're going through. Just, you know, and then that happened. So I literally laughed into the microphone. You know, that's not most people's response when their car gets hit, right? Especially at a car show. But right. I, I laughed into the microphone and I said, I cannot believe you just hit my car, I, my car that I just got two hours ago. So it kind of drew a crowd. You know, everybody kind of went over and they're like, oh, what happened? And, you know, he he's just kind of playing it off. He's got a passenger in his seat. And um, my, I told Matt, my husband, to go over and just kind of see what was up and gather some insurance information. And I, I was pretty relaxed about it. I just continued on with the raffle. Next thing you know, this kid is just like, no, I'm not going to give you my registration or any of my information. He gets out. He looks at the car. He gets back in his car. He gets back out. Next thing you know, I walk over. I'm like, hey, man, I just got this car. And I'm like literally laughing. I'm like, I can't believe you just hit my car and your top's down. How, how did you not see? He's like, oh, you know, I, I didn't. My rearview mirror was crooked. It wasn't working. He's just making excuses. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to leave you to my husband. He'll collect your information. So Matt gets on the phone with the cops because he refuses to give his registration and insurance. I had this weird gut feeling. And so I kind of said it out loud. I was like, 
he's going to run. And all of a sudden I see the car turn on brake light goes off. And I'm like, he, I said it even louder. I'm like, he's going to run next. You know, this kid floors it out of the parking spot, piles through a crowd of people, runs over this girl's legs, um, ran into my husband who was on the phone with the police while this happened, kind of threw him onto the hood and my husband's like first reaction was just kind of like swing his arm back towards like the windshield to get him to stop. Sure. He drives through this crowd of people, goes, leaves the scene. There's a girl laying on the ground now with her legs run over. Everyone's like completely baffled. Like how did that just go from zero to 60 that fast? Apparently he ran into a wall and then flagged down some police officers and tried to say that uh, a bunch of Subaru enthusiasts attacked me oh yeah that's right that's right i wasn't there i remember all this stuff was going on yeah what the hell's going on so like he fled supposedly trying to flee for his life anyway long story short right the way he came into that lot he was showing off the way he backed in he wasn't paying attention he was being reckless and to make that split section second decision he's 24 years old to leave the scene when you know as relaxed as I was, like he's kind of lucky that I was completely mentally and physically exhausted by the time he hit my car after what I went through that day. But it was like the icing on the cake because prior to that, there were so many really cool, like epic events that were being shut down left and right because of people just driving recklessly, um, you know, two-stepping or revving or racing you know in and out of events and we're talking like big events i can't name them all i think you and i kind of threw down a couple of the names of these events um and some of them never made a comeback um you know because people weren't respecting the spot and it just kept happening so that's kind of how this all started the anti-donut donut meat is you know we don't we don't do donuts we eat them we get together cars and coffee style and we just do what we do and connect and, and celebrate network. what we do. Right. Yeah. And have a good time and celebrate each other's builds and cars and introduce ourselves to new people. Use the lifestyle, you know, and, uh, fifth one coming up. I can't believe it. Right. So, right. but you do, you're doing some pretty, yeah. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what to expect. Cause this one's a little different. So people listening that have been to a few of the other ones, cause they've, they're not always the same. You move no, them around. No, I kind of, I feel like I'm expanding to different businesses, which I kind of like, right? We're bringing foot traffic to local businesses, which is, you know, it's always nice. It's beneficial. Uh, we usually do it at the local donut. The local donuts, they're my people. They'll still be providing donuts for this event. We're doing it at Easy Euros. And, uh, you know, because I tell people respect the streets, the meats, keep it on the track. I thought, what what better place to do it at a place that can do a dyno, right? So now you could do almost like a, um a rolling start like from 40 to 100 we're doing a competition where we can have 20 registrants test their cars capabilities in a safe environment i mean i get it people want that adrenaline rush on the streets but this is you know you're doing it on a dyno it's a competition you can win an award they have the power tower and um you know you get to donate and give back all at the same time. So it's $100, you register, you get your test run, your full run, and you can win an award by design culture for fastest time, but you're 
donation is the 80% of that $100 goes to reach out worldwide. So I met up with Jane and you know Jane very well. Actually, I met Jane through you and because of you. So thank you for that. I originally just wanted to see, you know, if she had a foundation we could donate to, period. That's it. Just someone to give the money to that she could think of really needed it. And she said, hey, why don't we do this? Where not only does the money from these registration for Dino, you know, go to a foundation, let's make it even more fun where they get these uh, raffle tickets. We'll give them four raffle tickets each and they'll get a chance to win a, a new Toyota. I was like, what? And then she was like, but why not, since you do these events for free, it doesn't really cost anyone money to attend. You just show up. Have each person who shows up to the event, team, club, or group, bring a Easter basket or Easter, ba- Easter basket makings for right. uh, children with cancer. So she said, you know, I'll link you up and, and you can, you know, make sure you're you're promoting the right foundations and everything. So I think it's kind of neat that we will be a part of this Operation Easter Basket Absolutely. where each person attending the event will bring, you know, an item for these kids who, you know, they they could be stuck in a hospital and maybe their parents are maxed out on bills and can't even afford to get their kids, you know, Easter Basket. But here, once again, in the automotive community, we'll show up, we'll fill in these these bins full of baskets and candy and um she was even saying bring toothbrushes toothpaste uh you're gonna need that for all that chocolate yeah (laughs) right so now we've kind of made that a competition whereas let's see who could donate the most and we have an award for that so most donation will have an award for that again made by design culture so we've got tandem rc kind of came to the table and said hey we want to have a drift track there you know, people could drive our cars or bring their own. So now it's, you know, becomes more involved. We'll throw out a little donation bucket and people want to throw $5 to rent a drift car to, to play around. Cool. If they want to only have a dollar in their pocket, throw it in there. And either way, it all goes, you know, to these foundations or reach out worldwide in the end. Are the donuts still coming from local donor? Or are they being sourced oh, somewhere yeah. else? Oh, no, no. It's always going to be the local donut. Those are damn um, good donuts. I'm kind of committed to them guys, man. They are, they're my jam. They kind of like won their place in my heart. Um, little husband and wife, mom and pop style shop. If you guys don't know who they are, check them out. They're like right on Scottsdale and I think it's like Osborne or maybe Thomas is the nearest major street. They are under some serious construction right now, which is another reason why we started to branch out and do this um, meet at other locations. But you know, my goal was one day to take this event to a track and, uh, you know, kind of help promote that keep it on the track uh, theme. But I think the dyno is, is kind of a, a unique way to go about it, too, though, you know, test your car's capabilities. Just get stuff. Dinos, Easter baskets, reach out worldwide, win a car. A Everything's going on April 9th at the 5th Inside Donut Donut Meet. That is rad or die underscore. Yes, sir. She is Mimi superheroes. Superhero name, <laughs> rad or die. <laughs> you got to keep it rad or eventually it's going to die. Thanks, Mimi. Yeah, no worries, Jay. You rock. That is the great Mimi, a.k.a. rad or die. Keep it rad.
or it dies. I think is what she said. Before we get to Jane, who also is going to tell us about how to get a free Toyota, sort of free. It's one of those things where it's not like you can't, you don't win a free Toyota, but you win a Toyota for not very much money and people benefit from it. And I think it's awesome that they're both collabing on this effort. But before we get to that really quick, I'm going to get into some car news. So over the year, last year or two, we've kind of talked about the full electrification of vehicles. The U.S. government says by 2035, you're not allowed to sell a brand new. I'm butchering this, but basically by 2035, you can't buy a combustible engine vehicle anymore. You have every every car dealership has to sell. If it's a new model. Got to sell an EV vehicle, full EV. I don't know if that means a used car lot is full of gas vehicles or not, but there's a lot of speculation. You know, is this how realistic is this? Everyone says it's not realistic, myself included, because the infrastructure that we have just doesn't support it. You're talking trillions, trillions, and trillions of dollars to make that work. But you never know because how fast things move in modern technology. According to The Drive, this article, Porsche has announced that their next 918 Boxster and Cayman will be exclusively electric. That's by mid, middle of the decade. So that's 2025. So the 918, that's the same car that made the headlines. $100,000 car. It's the one that uh, Matt Fair had a deposit on that sank with the Felicity. The Felicity Ace. It's a common, it's common Porsche. It's not the 911. According to this article, the Porsche Taycan, which is the fully electric one, actually, they sold more of those than the 911s this past year. And it doesn't mean people don't care about the 911s because the 911s had, had broken some sales records themselves, but it's just kind of where everything is going. You come out with this badass fully V vehicle that Bo said he, dr- he drove when he was in the studio. And he said the thing was awesome. I've never driven even a Tesla. Maybe I need to talk to you know, my man Drew over at Fountain Hills Motorsports and uh, take a Tesla out. Go out there with the vet, let her drive it around for a little bit. Because I'm curious. You know, it's hard for me to, to take a dump on fully V vehicles when I've never driven one. And I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of the movement. I'm a fan of, of a hybrid technology for ones that are like half and half. But everything I've heard about the Teslas isn't great. I mean, sure, people love their Teslas, but they're not built very well from what I understand. I mean, they're basically just pieces of personal transportation. And for a lot of people, that's what cars are, point A to point B. But some people want to take pride. They're like, oh, I want to get these wheels. I want to get this new shift knob. I want to get this really cool studded steering wheel cover. I want to make sure my car is clean. I wash it every Saturday. You know, there's people out there. There's a lot. There's millions of people out there that are like that. And they don't have to be necessarily diehard car people. They don't have to go to car meets, cars and coffee, the auto show that comes to their downtown convention center. But they take pride in that vehicle. And when it comes to a Tesla, they're all the same. Sure, you have different models, but every single one of them is the same. You can get some different wheels. So when I see a Tesla out there and someone's kind of added like a little Euro, like a, a body kit to it, Maybe some wheels. Maybe they wrapped it a different way because everyone's doing the stealth wrap, which is kind of like a matte wrap over the, the base color of the car. Like that was cool at first too, but everyone's doing it now. It's not, it's not as cool anymore. It's just the same freaking thing. 
Anyway, well, let me digress. So Porsche, they've announced this 918 is going to be full EV. And I've always wondered, and there's a lot of Porsche fans that listen to this podcast, friends of mine, obviously. Why else would they listen? But what do you guys think of this? Because a lot of people consider Porsche to be like the pure driving machine, the last real manufacturer out there that's just pumping out sports cars. I mean, even Ferrari, people don't talk about as much. Lamborghini, people don't talk about. People love their McLarens, but everybody, Porsche is very much its own thing. And so I'm wondering, you know, I mean, people love the take on. People talked a lot of crap about Porsche when they first introduced the SUV, the Cayenne, back when nobody else was doing it. In the Cayenne, like success, basically between the Cayenne and the Boxster, like those things saved Porsche. You can't survive just on 911 sales. You need something else. And so it's one of those things like when Porsche talks, I think people listen. People didn't seem to really love the 918 that much. And the 918 is a hybrid. It's the, I don't know how much it is, a million dollar car, $900,000 car. It is what people say the, the, the NSX, the current generation NSX is. They say of the current generation NSX, it's an affordable 918 Porsche. That in itself should tell you something. But I don't know. I'm a, I think this is cool. But when Porsche does this and other companies are starting to do more of this, it makes me start to wonder, is that 2035 timeframe more realistic? When all of us were like, no, that would, that would never happen. Batteries are too heavy. The technology isn't there. There's not enough charging stations. You know what happens? Every time you're on a road trip, you pull into like a Flying J's or something, right? Or the travel center. And it's just loaded with people. People are getting food. People are getting gas. People are walking their dogs. They're buying someone something from the little gift shop and acting like it was purchased wherever it is they just came from vacation from. But it's always busy. And how I don't know. What, what is the average fuel up time? 90 seconds? A minute? Two minutes? 180 seconds? I'm going to say the average time to fill up an empty tank is 180 seconds. You're not charging a vehicle in 180 seconds. So then what, is the, what, what do you do? What's the solution? I think the solution is to have batteries already charged that you just swap out. What's going to need to happen is there's going to have to be some sort of a regulations for 2035 where every vehicle produced uses the same battery cell or one of four different battery cells. And they're going to have to be a lot smaller, man. And each battery cell is going to have to take you at least far enough to get to the next major town. Like right now, you can drive three, four, 500 miles with some vehicles on gas. And some of these electric vehicles, you know, the, the really crappy ones are around 100 miles and the really good ones are several hundred miles. But it's going to have to be something like that where you can just pull out that battery pack and swap it in for a different one. You pay the money and it just goes into a charge thing, kind of like your your you know what, like your propane tanks. If you take your propane tanks to the big box store, Walgreens, somewhere else, dial in that little machine, the gate opens up, put your empty tank in, grab the new tank, and go about your business. I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be something like that. A little more regulated, I guess, but it's going to be something like that. And then there's going to be a new industry. The industry are trucks, people dedicated it's almost like the Amazon boom, right? The Amazon boom, now it's a thing. 
where you can get a job delivering shit. That's that wasn't a thing 10 years ago. The only thing you delivered 10 years ago was pizza. Unless you work for UPS or FedEx or DHL. If you delivered, it was one of those three or pizza. Now everybody's delivering Amazon packages. And I think it's the same thing. It's going to be the same thing in the future. Now you have these trucks and their only job is to deliver fuel cells. And that's what they're doing constantly. Every hour, hell, every 30 minutes, a truck pulls up with a brand new rack of fuel cells. And it's going to be set up in a certain way where they have to swap it out relatively efficient and get it out of there. I think that's going to be the thing. And that is car news. She is Jane DeMello. She makes stuff happen. Big events coming up as always. We bring her on when we want to hear some positivity and people making a change in the world. Jane, what's up? Hey, how are you doing? Uh, just uh, low-key chilling. No, I'm just kidding. Always low-key chilling. Always low-key chilling with you. So what do we have? I've, I've You know, social media, uh, you know, uh-huh. Claremont, Toyota, mm-hmm. things. What What's going on? It's coming up soon. It's it's coming up in uh, in April, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, April 10th, actually, I have a car show in Claremont. So Claremont, Toyota, Claremont is a city in LA, I'm sorry, in California, LA County. So Claremont, Toyota is hosting CERT, Claremont Emergency Response Team, for their first annual car show benefiting CERT. The money that we raised will replace equipment that is approximately 20 years old. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that they use for emergency, uh, the emergency response team. So natural disasters, floods, hurricanes, uh, tornadoes. I don't, do they get those in Cali? I know that, you know, I know they get something a lot like of that. They get a lot of stuff. And and they're kind of in the mountains. So I, I know mudslides. I mean, I don't know what they get, like, uh, car piles, pileups, like anything that is uh, overwhelming to the first responders, because it is a smaller city, right. um, then they res- they respond. So they respond. Fires, unfortunately, there's a lot of those lately everywhere. Um, so they're a vo- team of volunteers. There's some uh, police officers, paramedics, doctors, nurses, firemen. If, if you're in the emergency uh, response genre or the medical field or have any type of a specialization um, where you can help the community respond to a natural disaster or some type of a disaster that's out of the norm and overwhelming to the city, then they respond. So at the car show, we're trying to raise money to replace equipment that's over 20 years old, like I said. So... Um, as I'm excited about everything, I am excited about this one. Um, this is my first California car show, so I'm super excited. So, what are I mean? What are some of the things that are going on? Like, what can people do? Are there tickets they can mm-hmm. buy and things they can win? And the money goes some. I mean, obviously, we know where it's going, but yeah, absolutely. So, what we're doing is uh, Claremont Toyota is doing an annual car raffle. So CERT mm-hmm. is one of the charities that's benefiting from the raffle ticket sales to win a new Toyota. And we, because the inventory is so sporadic, we don't know what we're getting, when we're getting it. Um, normally we did a RAV4 in the previous years. So what I came up with at the first of the year was, well, let's do a winner's choice 
and we picked three models and you can win a Toyota RAV, a Prius or a Camry. Oh, so winner gets to pick, obviously it's a, a, I think it's an LE is the model on each, each one. Um, and then if you want, you know, if you want to upgrade, you can upgrade. If you decide that you don't want the car, you can take a cash option. But this way, um, since the inventory is a little sporadic, the winner has room to pick something. So we should be able to uh, get them something, you know, right away if they win. Do you have to be um, there or can you like buy you know, online and stuff? Yeah, there's a banner on the website when you first go to ClaremontToyota.com. And you hit and learn more for the raffle. And then you can see the rules. You don't have to be um, a California resident. You don't have to be present to win. Um, you have to be 18 or over. And we cannot sell online raffle tickets. But what you can do is make a donation to any one of the charities that's listed. So we have four charities that are benefiting from the car raffle. We're only selling 10,000 tickets. So when each charity sells out of their tickets, every charity has 2,500 tickets, um, then that's pretty much it. And until 10,000 raffle tickets are sold, so it's one in 10,000. Tickets are $25 each or five for 100. So if you um, get five, then you have five in 10,000 to win or one in 10,000 to win. All the charities are listed on our website. If you go to my um, social media, uh, Instagram, Jane D'Amelio, Jane underscore D'Amelio underscore, um, or just go to Claremont, you can get find me from there. Um, Claremont Toyota, that is. Right. You can a link that's actually on my on my profile, and you will go. Well, I keep rotating it. So the one on there now is the Children's Foundation of America. They help children in foster care. They help with placement. They help with some adoptions. Their main thing is either, you know, reunification, you know, just making sure that child in foster care has a solid foundation. And then the foster parents or foster families, if they take in, you know, kids or have emergency or need items or if it's an adoptive family, they have a they have a great, great services that they help provide to make the process as smooth as possible. So that's my charity of of the I think I switched it every two weeks. I'll rotate right. a new one in. Yeah, and then there's, you know, Reach Out Worldwide, which is Paul Walker's charity. Um, he They are on there. They were my charity last month, McKenneth Player Foundation. So I'll probably rotate them in next month. So I have four great charities. So, again, Claremont Toyota, you can go right there, hit the banner that's on the main page of the website, and you can, you can learn more or just go to my social media. Or... If you go to the anti-donut donut meet, we are with um it's it's a tongue twister. Uh, it is a tongue twister, but they are going to anybody that registers for that event, I think the cost to register for the dyno is a hundred dollars. Twenty dollars goes to pay for your dyno, eighty dollars is going to charity, and it does get you four raffle tickets to oh, win wow. a car. That's awesome. Um yeah, they they're they're being awesome. I'm, I'm so grateful for them uh for doing this. And um, that is going to benefit Reach Out Worldwide. So they're going to help me with selling the Reach Out Worldwide raffle tickets to also win a car. So that's coming up. April 10th is the car show in Claremont, Toyota. So if anybody's in California, um, it's L.A. County where it's at. It's like near Pomona. Mm -hmm. It starts at 8 in the morning. We'll probably go to 2 o'clock. 
I have some great people that are coming. Noel, of course, is going to co-host it with me. That's awesome. We have, yeah, he's, yeah, I'm holding, I'm like, you better be there. Because he did just pick up a new film to film, but he promised me he's going to be there. And I'm just going to throw the name out there because I'm hoping he's coming. Um, I didn't get a solid commitment, but he said he was possibly available. Our our favorite person, Joseph Gatt. Oh, that'll be cool. Oh, I hope so. He he just um, he didn't give me a hundred percent, but um, he you know he he runs in the same circle. He knows who I am. Sean's supposed to be there. Sean Lee's supposed to be That's there. That's awesome. Bring his new pop. Um, he's got a new dog. Good for him. Oh, oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, he's got a, I, yeah. a super cute replacement for the Bobo. Oh, that's too bad. So, you know, I, I've in the last, you know, even though like COVID has happened and everybody's been like kind of home, we're back out this year. Yep. I've got some great people in the industry and I think it's hard being a woman and meeting people either out at the car shows, at the things that I do, the car shows or the truck beats and this and that. Um they're probably like, who's this chick, you know? And then I hate like the DM slide. I don't like doing the DM slide. I think that's how we met, right? Was no, we didn't. We met at. Oh, was and, it import face off? Yes, and that's when Noel was there. Noelle. Yep, yep. That's where I met all of you guys. And so you know, I I, I try to be like, hey, I'd love to do something with you. Here's my card. Let me know. And I'm like, oh goodness, how perfect they know that you know this is me actually wanting to do something community wise you know behind cars and you know behind the clubs and you know that type of stuff and not like me sliding try to slide in a dm so it's been great i mean it's how i've met pretty much a lot of the people either out at the shows on social media i met gat at uh, fuel fest and then you had him on the one drink wednesday and we were able to talk a little and um i've just been really lucky and i'll be honest i don't even remember where i met sean but you know it's it's going great and i feel like this car show next month it's going it's not going to be my first car show it's my first car show in cali california is different than arizona it is so it's it's so much different you know so they're all saying that, you know, they're possibly going to be able to make it. They're going to come out. They're going to support. They're going to, you know, throw their love behind me and behind the charity. So I'm really excited about, you know, bringing what we do to Arizona to California. And that is so, Sunday, April 10th. Is it, correct? it is Sunday, April 10th. It's free to attend. We ask that you buy a raffle ticket at least to to win the car. And you get a free lunch with that raffle purchase, and it's in note truck. So I've got the in the note truck for that day. A um, couple others, uh, locals that are coming out, like Maui Rose Coffee. You know, they do coffee and, and uh, frozen drinks. A couple other um, vendors that are coming out will have a great raffle too to win other raffle prizes. So really excited. It should be great. But that's what's going on right now in California. Awesome, Jane. Look forward to it. I want to thank Jane and Mimi for making time to come on the show and kind of promote their events. Two incredibly generous people with some of the biggest hearts there are and both inspire people like myself to do better. I also want to thank everybody who's reached out to me over the last few weeks on social media to get better 
and offer their advice on things I could do to, to get better. It's been a struggle. It sucked. I it feel like I couldn't do anything. I left the house once for more than like 20 minutes and that was it. But now I can get on with my life. I can get out there and I can start doing more stuff again, driving more cars, doing more things. So thank you everybody for that. Also, as a reminder, there's a lot of people who listen to this who have not left a review. The reviews are very important. I think it's interesting that I'm trending. I'm finally trending in a lot of countries on the charts. Working on getting Bob Chat back on here. You guys remember Bob? Bob Chat Podcast. He's coming back on soon. Very soon. Sorry, Bob. I'm getting you on, dude. I am. Promise. Want to thank Right Honda and Right Toyota, Fountain Hills Motorsports, Cell Shop, Wireless Services, Four Wheel Online, Patreon business supporter Kuya Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida. Special thanks to all my patrons. I'm going to give you guys an update on the car. But you have to be a Patreon member to get it. You can join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Patreon.com, Hard Parking Podcast. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube page, YouTube.com, Hard Parking Podcast. Have a review coming out. Electric car that I drove when we were in Florida. Oh, Florida. Fucking Florida. Can't wait to go back. If you have questions for the show, hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at jfinning. That's J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G. I spell it for you every time, although my name is on the show. Subscribe to J Travels, J H E underscore travels. And remember, share this with a friend. I can't grow without you telling the world how great this show is. So let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. And we'll talk to you all next week. I got bronchitis. Shut up!